Hello, listeners, and welcome back to another episode of The Ultra Hope Girls, a Danganronpa podcast. Um, we are your hosts, <laughs> Maddie, Mary, and Caroline, and we're thrilled because this time we're going to be finishing up our analysis of chapter one of V3, the long-anticipated uh, third killing game in this series. We're going to keep talking about it today. This episode will contain all of our notes that start from the beginning of the trial in this chapter and the second half of this episode will also be notes that spoil the whole game in regards to this chapter so we'll be looking at um kind of connecting some of the dots throughout the whole game and it's ending and what we see going on in chapter one that relates to that so it'll be it'll be good stuff but if you have not finished the whole game yet if you're just playing chapter by chapter we recommend that you cut off probably at the ad break at the commercial of this break episode. yes <laughs> at the ad break that is where you should stop listening in sum the first half of this episode will spoil chapter one v3 and the second half of this episode will spoil the entirety of v3 that's right folks without further ado i'm maddie and i'm Marin. and i'm caroline and we're the ultra hope girls Welcome to the Danganronpa Podcast. You're on the threshold of an amazing episode. Showtime. I have very um, few notes for the trial. Pre-spoilers. Yeah, I have a few. Sorry, I'm pulling up my phone because I took notes on my phone for half of it. Classic Caroline Perfect. here. Hi, now we're in a trial. <laughs> we are We're, we are in the trial and i have to say i think that as a player of this game i think that the trial instructions are the most detailed and well written i guess so far in all the games i feel like in the past and i don't know if it's because i'm playing the switch edition and they've made edits i'm not sure honestly but i think that the instructions are very clear in the past there are times when i'm playing like dr2 or trigger happy havoc with another person and they're like what am i supposed to do right now and i'm like i don't know (laughs) i don't know um so that's kind of nice you know yeah on that note (laughs) i i'm playing on my computer and it is not clear it's clear (gasps) so it's clear in that everything is understood except there are no button translations and so it says like a b x y instead of w a s d and so anytime there is a button command which is frequent i'll have you know (laughs) i'm over here just mashing buttons until it tells me i've done something correct (laughs) (laughs) and then i'll stick with that button Um, i love just blind guessing we yeah. love that. Um, B is apparently D. I remember that from this time because in the whole like button pressing at the end, that's the one that I had to press. I don't know if that's yeah. a universal experience for all Steam players, um, but it is my I experience. Have to say, yeah, yeah. I have to say when I first started playing this game, I actually had it downloaded on Steam as well on my computer and I had to stop playing i actually the controls were so bad that i requested a refund on the game and then i downloaded it to my ps4 instead and it was so much better on the ps4 it was like 
no issues there at all but on the computer it was like it was actually a mess like they did not plan for this being playable on the computer at all i think they yeah. they just were like yeah let's put it on on steam too and and it was like not good it was like i i'm trying to remember exactly what issue i was having i think that like there were times when my mouse like wouldn't move and there were other times when like i would press a button and it would press like three different buttons in the game like i'd press one button on my keyboard and like three things would happen and i'd be like what on earth is going on like it was so bad that's bad I actually like was like this is not playable for me on my computer it was completely yeah. unplayable well the other thing is like th that's weird about that is the fact that the first two games are on steam and there is no problem there right. is not an issue so right. yeah i'm not sure what's up with that i'm just saying spike chunsoft it is not too late to fix that please give us an update thank you <laughs> Please tell me which buttons to press. Oh, please, God. <laughs> I, I looked up like a Reddit thread or something when I was like trying to figure out what was going on with that. And I think like most people were saying that the game is like acting as if you have like a game control or game cube or whatever the term for it is like plugged into your computer. And I'm like, okay, but I feel like most people don't have something like that. Like if you're gaming on your computer, I feel like most people are just using their keyboard and mouse, you know? <laughs> yeah, I like pulled up the control explanation while I was playing just to see if it had like any tidbits of help. Um, and it showed an Xbox controller. And I said, well. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. They they yeah. did not plan for this. <laughs> well, the other thing that, again, this would have involved a purchase, but the other thing that you can do is get an Xbox, or sorry, a, P a controller for your computer, which, sure. yeah, maybe if you're playing on Steam, assume you're going to have to make that purchase because <laughs> it's not, yeah, not going to happen any other way. Um, or you can button mash like Mara. Yes. <laughs> I made it through the trial, so you can too. <laughs> I just remember playing with Marin like when we like I would be watching her when we first played this and she was so frustrated and I was so helpless. Yeah. yeah. I couldn't help her because we were looking at the same Google searches and just like it was, was so sad. Oh, anywho. Um also at one point in the trial, Mew calls Kokichi an abortion. <laughs> yeah, she, she had a lot of Zingers. ways of describing people right? <laughs> that were a lot um yeah, yeah. but i yeah. i gotta say though i'm i'm enjoying this playthrough so much more i feel like i really the first time i played this i really did not like the characters um so folks who maybe are haven't replayed this before or it's been a while i would recommend replaying it maybe along with us if you would like because it i am starting to understand why a lot of people love this game so much and why it's so many people's favorite games because like the characters are so memorable they're yeah. so funny and like Mew is a great example especially in this chapter I was like oh love she's so funny apparently Kokichi has been to prison so that's fun that's yeah. a fun fact at least he says he has <laughs> right I know and Ryoma that? right well, right Wait, well we know up? Ryoma's been to prison <laughs> Yeah, it's definitely come up. Okay. Yeah. Also, if had, you've yeah. been in like free time events with him, it ah, comes yeah. up. Yeah. We know Ryoma's not lying, but with Kokichi, it's like you never know. You don't know. <laughs> you, you honestly, 
we don't know who he really is no we have no idea because <laughs> he just is like well we know he's like a manipulative little piece of poo poo and oh wow <laughs> speaking of lying like we get to lie in this yes trial and in the game i feel like it's pretty obvious that that's gonna be you know a type of truth bullet throughout the game and like that i mean this is the game for kokichi to be a part of you know what i mean like versus one and and two where where you're not lying but yeah yeah, i guess it kind of makes sense though that we're able to lie i wanted to ask you guys about that like how did you feel about the addition of being able to lie in v3 you know, it, it's funny because it actually felt a little uncomfortable, you know, because I'm someone who I feel like I'm I'm somewhat like Makoto and Hajime in that I very much value the truth. I'm like, I don't want to be like trying to fulfill my goals by lying to people, even if it's like a lie that ends up having like positive outcomes, you know, like Kaede lied to in order to get to the truth. I still, you know, it's it's like a little, it's definitely a change from the Danganronpa we know. And it's like almost a little uncomfy, but it's really interesting to me because it just like very much feels like this is a different game, you know, not like a different game in the terms of like the video game sense, like the the killing game, the the trial, it's like, it, it it's a different style of game. It's not just like, ah, yes, let's all just speak what we know and be honest and that will lead us to the truth it's like Kaede already knew the truth and so she was she was manipulating everyone a little bit to be like I want this to go the direction I want it to go and it'll be interesting to see whether or not Shuichi kind of goes that same path or if that's just kind of a Kaede thing but that was it was definitely a choice it was definitely a new a new choice (laughs) Yeah, I mean, it is, we've already kind of explored and talked about in our part one of this episode, how this game is really challenging our black and white notions of what's right and wrong and what's, you know, all of that. And I think that that is more real to life than than the black and white, because most people live in a gray area where we have to compromise our beliefs or our opinions to be in society you know and and i think this a big theme of this game is belief and wishes and lying isn't always bad if it means that the greater truth is revealed kind of thing and it and the characters in this game are a lot more complex yeah i i just um i really like it because it it unpacks that you know it's like honestly speaking there would be lying in a courtroom setting like that absolutely yeah yeah Yeah. like oh I totally agree I think it brings in way more of like a human nature type of element to this game versus in the past like the fact that there have been no lies in games one and two other than maybe some that are immediately proven wrong by the person who is guilty the the fact that you know the only lies are immediately disproven and shown to be you know the person who is guilty in the first two games it's just kind of wild you know like yeah it's just it's different and I want to comment also on what Maddie said about how this game just feels different I totally agree and I think 
I think part of it is, you know, okay, now we've had like six ish per game trials and murders to unpack or mysteries to solve. And it's like, you know, creators need to come up with weirder and wackier things to make the game interesting and new. Like literally the twist in this chapter, I think is like a very good example of that. But also like, I mean, this is the first murder and I won't obviously spoil any that come after. (laughs) Spoiler alert, more people die, Um, but it's dying in real life. You knew what you were in for. Um, But it's, you know, like the way that this murder is it's so convoluted and and the um you know we joke how every game it feels like the trials get longer and it's because there's just like more stuff it's like the murder is so like ridiculously thought out it's kind of like crazy so yeah i think that's also a reason why like even the murder itself i was like what like a normal human being would not be able to come up with that I mean, these are the ultimate, so it makes sense. These are the ultimate. Right. But like, it's just like, whoa, yeah. you know? Yeah. For sure. Yeah. It kind of, I feel like game one and game two were kind of like, do you remember that uh, episode of The Office where it's the rumors episode and Michael oh my God. Like, comes up with rumors about everyone and they like trace back a rumor and figure out it's him? That. I'm not trying to belittle game one and two cases. Obviously, when you're in them, it's more than just that. But that is a lot more of the vibe of just like, well, he said this. Oh, no, I heard this from him. And then you figure it out versus in this game where it's like, I don't know. They've added new layers for sure. Definitely. Yeah. I do want to touch on perhaps Chris Turgliathera and I's least favorite piece of evidence ever in a Danganronpa game. And I am going to swear... It's a uh, fucking Cospox. What <laughs> kind of BS is Cospox? That no, is it's the real. Most... It's a dermatologist. Come on. <laughs> <laughs> I literally was like, are you kidding me right now? It just felt like the creators like had to have a reason why Samugi was innocent or like couldn't dress up as another character. So in the future, that wasn't like a thing, which I kind of understand. Yeah, that's I exactly that. what I think they did with their, but, yeah. I'm like, could they just, uh, I don't know. It just was like, that's not real. Usually it sticks so closer to reality than that. I mean, obviously this is a wild situation, but the murders themselves and the evidence is not that outlandish, you know? Anyway, the, I just, I was like, oh my God, like revisiting that just, ugh, anyhow. It makes me think that it's like, a, um, like, Marin, have you ever heard of like someone getting like, hives or like a rash from for like psychosomatic reasons yeah yeah i've heard of that but yeah i i I think that's probably what samugi is experiencing um yeah that's a good point which yeah yeah i can see that it would probably give me a stress reaction if i just i don't know showed up and pretended i was maddie because like then maddie would be like really freaked out and i'd be like i'm maddie and everyone would be like what (laughs) i'm marin and I, I'm Caroline. <laughs> Next time I'll dress as you, Caroline. Yeah. So- oh my gosh. That would actually be hilarious if we like tried to dress as each other, like what we'd come up with. I think that would be so funny. Um, mine would be a bathrobe, obviously, because that's what I'm wearing yeah. right now. Uh whoever's dressing as me would pick like a sweatshirt mm-hmm. of some sort very comfy and you'd have to get a headset of course right oh my gosh last night 
Sarah and I went to a comedy show and this one comic did a bit on how he was the kid in middle school who wore those um, nylon sweatpants that made that very specific sound when they walk like (laughs) and I just was like so that was like a sensory memory you know I like had forgotten about those sweatpants but no wonder Samugi's breaking out because there's um there's dust everywhere dust on the card reader dust on the sliding glass door (laughs) just all the dust choichi and his dust i remember exactly where that dust is (laughs) i I know where every particle was laid (laughs) oh my god um the courtroom in this uh game or at least this version i know it's it changes some games i'm not sure if they're gonna do that in this game but the courtroom in this game feels like a church, which makes it almost feel very like divine, but also like a place of like justice because the church does have like sort of a reputation of being a place of like, you know, wanting to find divine truth, divine right, and all that stuff. So it's just interesting that it has that appearance. And I'm curious if it'll change appearances depending on the chapter. We'll have to find out. But mm. yeah. I would like to nominate two titles for mm-hmm. these two episodes we have. Uh, the yes. first was just inspired just now. That dust is misplaced. I feel like could be uh, <laughs> an option. Um, and then emotions are for meat bags, which is a quote from Kokichi um, that I'm a love. pretty big fan of. Love that. I love when Thank Kibo you. in reaction is like, is like, no, I can calculate emotions. And I was like, whoa, okay. <laughs> You're not Come a on, buddy. He's such a cutie. Um, uh, I appreciated the um what I'm pretty sure was a Panic at the Disco reference in one of the explanations for the game controls. Um, they were like, "Oh no, there's been a panic in the courtroom," and it had an exclamation point after panic. So I was like, "Oh, that's a Panic at the Disco reference." I think. I think it's got to yeah, be. Yeah, right? I think so. Yeah. Oh, Otherwise, it's that. a very weird coincidence. I love yeah. <laughs> there are no coincidences in Dong and Rumpa. That's Ever. canon, right? right. There. That, is, that is kind of true, honestly. Yeah, <laughs> that's very true. I took a note on the moment where Kaede's like internal monologue is switching over, and like she's like passing the torch to Shuichi. It reminded me of a musical. I definitely thought someone was going to break out singing because there was like <laughs> the like the spotlight shining on her. Down everyone else like disappears she's like well shuichi this is it and i just kept expecting like (laughs) background have you guys seen that tiktok i can no more see it (laughs) like a jukebox musical (laughs) right right like oh my my gosh have you you seen the the tiktok where she does like a bunch of like oh yes start a song in a musical my favorite is the like um god how does it go Oh, give me just a second. I know, I know all of them. I and just, where I do you think you're going, Grizabel? <laughs> yes. A kitchen wench is a kitchen. If I said it was an orthodontist. <laughs> if you don't know what we're talking about, we will link it below. Because <laughs> I have it I saved. I don't like you, Tom. I think I'm a homosexual. <laughs> <laughs> My favorite is, I can't be in love. You're my biological nephew. <laughs> <laughs> so 
Oh no. <laughs> Anywho, it's so funny. I remember when I Sarah and I had first started dating and we were visiting New York and I couldn't stop singing, You're my biological nephew. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh. Um I just oh my god, wait, I just saw one today that was like, um, I literally just saw a TikTok today of like the same concept and the guy was like wow i'm moving to new york city and then the um waving through a window <laughs> instrumental started playing and he went he's like the rats in the street all have chlamydia but that's okay anyway i'm getting off but that is so true though that moment is very musical theater it is. It's so very good. Theater. Yes. It is. Mm-hmm. Um, I just have to say that the shot put ball animation of it going down in the books, it, <laughs> it looks like something I coded in my like level one computer science class. <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it's just like the the perfect squares and the sphere, perfect sphere. It's like what intern at Spike Chunsoft. They were like, hey, or you have no it, like experience with Java. Here you go. Please <laughs> make a ball roll down some books. That's it's like so someone's funny. high school internship. Right. <laughs> it just like was so funny because the rest of the animation is really beautiful in this game. And then that's like, what am I watching? It's so funny. <laughs> I wanted to make a note that I was going to say honestly at the end of this chapter i was not convinced that rentara wasn't the mastermind because i was like really like you know it, in the world of danganronpa especially in this third game it feels like anything is possible right the mastermind could be none of these players it could be someone from a previous game kind of like in danganronpa 2 it could be someone dead or whatever like it could be you know i was just very much like people are very all the characters in the game are very quick to jump to the assumption that oh rentaro died so he must not be the mastermind you know mm-hmm. and we still haven't figured out why he was going and opening that secret door or how he even knew it was there and for a killing game as elaborate and well planned out as this one and well resourced i mean everything is like whoever is behind this is has clearly got some serious resources on hand to be able to put this together that why shouldn't it be able to continue after the mastermind themselves is killed you know um and maybe that's like a too much like game one but game one it also wasn't you know she wasn't she the true mastermind junko wasn't actually dead so i don't know i wasn't convinced i was like i think there's a chance still that it could be rentaro who was behind all this oh god i want to i want to pose the question if we had to guess what character from a previous game would be driven to the kind of madness to produce this killing game. Who would it be? Not Junko. Junko. Not Junko, sorry. Oh, we're eliminating Junko. Yeah. Um, I was going to say Nagito. Right, because he wants to watch Hope prevail. Through the I would say this is a little bit of a cop-out. Um, the entire second game class what is that the 78th <laughs> class because remember at the end of d3 when they're all in the boat and they're like hell no we're not gonna follow the rules like 
we are living our own life and we might make some evil choices sometimes and we might make some good choices sometimes. Um, I feel <laughs> like they could totally do this. No, that's a good yeah. point. Yeah, I was going to say Nagito or um, like there's a very twisted version of it where it's like Makoto has just been through it, t- been through the ringer. <laughs> You know what I mean? Just been through the ringer. But that would be like ultimate despair if Makoto is evil. So, um, mm. yeah. Anyway. Yeah. Maybe this is like a, um, this is going to be a Black Mirror spoiler. So skip ahead if you don't want to hear it. Um, but like a white bear type episode where all of these people are really evil. And this is Makoto's way of punishing the evil. <gasps> to put them in the killing game. Wow. <laughs> crazy hunger games vibes yeah those are just children they didn't do anything wrong i know it's a hundred on monokuma this time right zero on the kids oh but i thought you were you were saying in response to white bear where the people in the game were bat evil and they were being punished in the hunger games the kids no sorry games are not they're not evil they're little babies (laughs) yeah no I meant at the end of the Hunger Games when, you know, Katniss is like, should we stop the games? And then decides not to and instead makes all the kids of the people who forced them to do the games participate. But I did not explain that at all when I I understand. I I hear you. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I got it. Got it. I forgot about that, actually. That's pretty terrible of her to do. It was wild. I didn't expect it of her, but, you know. I get being I angry. Judge ever right, doing, honestly, right? yeah, like we're not in that situation. <laughs> I say that after judging all of these people for going on four seasons. <laughs> I know, literally. <laughs> maybe we touched on this a little bit in the last episode, but maybe it's time to perhaps delve into this. Kaede and what she did, murdering a person, you know, and Marin had has spoken previously of the fact that she does not like that Kaede did this because it's like still kind of just like why why did you go to this extreme to do this? Um, and I I was in that boat before. I have changed my mind. I think I and I'm not saying that what she did wasn't stupid. I think it was really dumb. <laughs> but i also understand why she did it and i think that she took accountability after you know what i mean obviously like ending a person's life is like bad and is not good and she didn't intend to kill an innocent person and we won't know and we might find out later we won't we don't know what who rentaro is so the spooky but um <laughs> ooh. but I, I do like i gotta say this time around like i was like man like she really just wanted to get out and because of the time limit kind of like what Marin was talking about she was like if anyone's gonna die it's gotta be the person behind this and as soon as shuichi kind of brought that idea in it was like i kind of get why she did it not that i would do the same thing and not that i think that like Rentaro deserved to die or anything like that but I think she because she did take responsibility for it and fessed up to her crimes and basically sacrificed herself for the sake of the others as well you know I I, I kind of gotta forgive her for it you know yeah so I'm I'm a changed woman I am in a similar boat with you Caroline my 
initial gut reaction is to say like no what she did was wrong like she shouldn't have you know gone furtively behind everyone's backs and tried to commit a murder like she should have like I don't know I, I yeah that's my gut instinct to say like no it was definitely absolutely wrong what she did and like I, again like like you said I'm not condoning murder but I do think that in light of this time limit and the threats on them and the idea that there's this mastermind behind like coercing them into this situation I do, I do think that what she did was at its essence an act of self-defense and an act out of a desire to protect the other people around her who were innocent and so yeah I I kind of can't fault her for that and I know I've mentioned this a little bit before but I kind of respect her for doing something right um rather than just like being like oh we're so helpless we're all gonna die like whatever she took matters into her own hands and she was like I don't want to let everyone around me die so I'm gonna do something about it yeah Right. And if she had shared it with anyone, even Shuichi, like what if Shuichi on the off chance was the mastermind, you know, like that yeah. would, you know, I don't know. Yeah. Like I get why she didn't collaborate on the, the endeavor, but, or may, you know, maybe she just didn't want anyone to see that really um, badly computer animated Rube Goldberg <laughs> machine. I'm just kidding. But, um, but yeah, so I just, Ugh, anyway it's just it's again gray gray area and you even see the kids struggling with it at the end and at the after the trial i have mixed feelings about it as well i i mean i said in the first half of this episode uh that you know i think it's a hundred zero on monokuma because there's a time limit so i totally get that i don't understand why she didn't talk to shuichi because they already had a plan to trap the mastermind so if he's the mastermind it like it's already failed and so like she if she was planning to trap the mastermind with him she should trust him to discuss killing the mastermind i don't think there's a defense mm. for that um like she's already gone halfway go the full way like you know what i mean i don't think there's a difference <laughs> in those two plans. <laughs> yeah, just talk to someone like literally he you chose to trust him to trap the mastermind so you can't then go back on your word and say but i don't trust him to trap the mastermind further like that yeah I just I don't see uh, yeah that I have a little bit of a hard time with and then the other part I mostly agree with what you guys are saying but Kokichi has this really really fantastic like passage at the end of the chapter where he says like it doesn't even matter what your intentions were the second you started thinking about well maybe it's okay to do this for this person you're already playing the game and and yep. that's not word yeah. for word but that he said that and i was like he's so yeah. right <laughs> like he's he so correct right. he is like, though he is yeah. so the first like genuinely like self-aware i think dongan rampa character that we've had in the entire franchise who realizes that and yeah or or at least is able to voice it like that and put words to that idea um right he tells yeah. people things that they no, but don't want to say or don't want to hear. Exactly. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Wow. Um, he he is a liar, but he forces people to stop lying to themselves. Oh, brilliant, my gosh, Maddie. Oh, Maddie, brilliant. brilliant. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god. Um, I also I wanted to respond a little to what you said, Marin, about um, 
you know, why wouldn't Kaede trust Shuichi to share her plan about killing the mastermind? And I will counter (laughs) Um, (laughs) that I honestly, I don't think it was an, I, I, this is just my, this would be my prediction, like thinking about Kaede's personality and everything. I don't think it was an issue of trust. I think that Kaede would absolutely have trust Shuichi, trusted Shuichi. I don't think Kaede ever thought that Shuichi was the mastermind. Part of me thinks that she probably didn't want to share her plan with him because she didn't want him to feel the guilt of being complicit in a murder plan. You know what I mean? But, he, but would he have been complicit? I think she didn't want to hear someone tell her it was a bad idea. Because he would have said, no, we can trap him or her um, or them. And, you know, like, I like I, I think he would have told her it's a bad plan. And I think she didn't want to hear that. Right. Yeah. Which, like, you could make an argument, you know, that, I don't know. It's just like is, the... Yeah, all, this is extrapolating a lot from, you know, a fictional character who we, we don't probably know the answer to that because she never says anything along those lines. But... But yeah, I mean that's a good that's a yeah yeah, hmm. yeah. raise a good point. But yeah, you raise and a good maybe, counterpoint I mean, to my likes... counterpoint. <laughs> Thanks. I know she like well actually I don't know. We suspect that she might have some sort of feelings toward Shuichi, like platonic or romantic. You can debate. Um, but maybe she was just embarrassed because like that's a very very dark plan to enact and so maybe she didn't share with him because like she didn't want him to think of her that way until maybe the plan succeeded and then she could be like he'll forgive me for this versus you know like ask for forgiveness not permission kind of vibe um yeah and it it could be myself right and and it could be a little bit of all of those those things you know what i mean it's like yeah so I want to, it, uh, it has to do with the, um, it's called something different in this game, but the like panic talk action like thing, but it's that plus Claire DeLune. Do we want to like wait on that? Go for it. We can talk about it. Okay. Yeah. So did a little research on, uh, Claire DeLune very famous song um we've all heard it before um but i hadn't heard it pop culturally until this game so it was really cool but the song is okay as you all know from my history of streaming french themed video games i'm very bad at pronouncing french words so please bear with me um but this is a it's Debussy. I i always read it Debussy and and i Debussy. need, I need to like i need to check myself before so i don't just say debussy oh my god (laughs) did we leave that into the other episode i was curious um is that the oh i I left it in yeah yeah i left it in because i was like that's fucking hilarious no one's gonna care okay sorry anyway um that'll either be in or it'll be in a blooper reel perfect Anyway, so, um, but uh, Claude Debussy, Debussy wrote Claire de Lune as the third movement in his most famous suite for piano, which is called the Suite Bergamasque. Hopefully that's somewhat correct. Anywho, um, but it's based off of a French poem under the same name by French poet Paul Verlaine that it was written in 1869. Anywho, but I wanted to read you this because it is 
really good and it has the themes are on point and just all of that stuff so here we go your soul is a chosen landscape on which masks and bergamasks cast enchantment as they go playing the lute and dancing and all but sad beneath their fantasy disguises singing all the while in the minor mode of all-conquering love and life so kind to them they do not seem to believe in their good fortune and their song mingles with the moonlight with the calm moonlight sad and lovely which makes the birds dream in the trees and the plumes of the fountains weep in ecstasy the tall slender plumes of the fountains among the marble sculptures that's it I love your voice acting voice there. It's very, like, sultry. Thank you. Anywho, but just really beautiful, all-conquering love and life so kind to them. Like, I have a feeling that the mastermind, um, just, yeah, like, the I have a feeling that Kaede's legacy will continue through the game. I feel like, oh my gosh, wait, someone die in one of the other ones, and then he was, like, motivation for Commando. everyone else. Kind of for Taka. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then like Chiaki for um, Hajime. Yeah. yeah. There's been some martyrs, one might Sakura. say. Yeah, right. And so this feels very much like in that theme. Um, yeah. oh, anyway. And also just like, this is the perfect sad boy poem for our sad boy Shuichi at the end of this. Poor guy. I think it's important for everyone to note that Claire de Lune has been in a Twilight movie. <laughs> oh, wow. I can't believe I was so blind to that fact. Thank you so much for educating me. Yeah. That's why I'm here. It's for Twilight. Yeah. Right. But that's all my notes before the execution. I have one last note. And it's that Kokichi gives Kaede the highest of compliments when he says, well, Kaede, you definitely weren't boring. Oh, yeah. The, the trial. I was like, I'm like, damn, coming from like Kokichi, that is like a serious statement of like respect, honestly. Yeah, definitely. Absolutely. Yeah. All right. Execution is Execution. brutal. Yeah, it is. Absolutely. I brutal. have a note for Monokid. Um, technically it does come before execution but i know that fellow was was a part of the execution so i feel like it'll flow pretty well oh. <laughs> um, but he has a quote where he says i cut off the leg before the poison spread by spring flowers will grow from the stump he's saying some weird things throughout this trial like he kind of since he like drank the honey to the end of his time in this game he said some things that reminded me a little bit of bandai where like it was like, does this have a special meaning to it? Like, I don't know. Um, but I think that that quote is a reference to actually a Bible verse, um, Isaiah 10, 34 through 11, 4, um, which is, he will cut down the forest thickets with an ax. Lebanon will fall before the mighty one. A shoot will come up from the stump of Jesse. Um, and from its roots, the branch will bear fruit. Um, a branch will bear fruit sorry he will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay but with righteousness he will judge the needy with justice he will give decisions for the poor of the earth he will strike the earth with the rod of his mouth with the breath of his lips he will slay the wicked um and i God. it's like kind of i i know it's like i feel like <laughs> it might be in reference to like shuichi and his 
potential new role now that he's you know taking the protagonist point of view right and since also, there's a stump which is yeah funny. yeah right yeah yeah exactly um yeah Patty, it is the stump the stump that's terrible. the stump yeah oh also i feel like it could be based on kaede kind of conversely just because like the part where it's like he will not judge by appearance nor make a decision based on hearsay like I don't know maybe it is just like Shuichi but I felt like he's very much an internal processor you know where he's like taking in everything and he's not making any rash decisions based on what everyone else is saying he's Mm -hmm. like kind of I don't know yeah I thought it was kind of kind of cool if that is what it's based on that's the only Monica quote though that I had anything to say about other than the one from our last episode where we proved that Monica is inspired by Will Ferrell oh cool and also <laughs> kiss i found that out too yeah yeah oh that makes sense yeah so the execution is rough i mean it's just one of the like they're all brutal but this just it was like she was already dead and then they like crushed her like to just show i guess like finality of that and it is just so it's hard to watch because i wouldn't sentence her to death probably based on the events of what had happened up to this point i would not murder her yeah and it's just like hard to watch because it's like she was she had good intentions all right everybody that is the end of our notes for the v3 trial in chapter one except we have some spoiler notes after the break so just a warning when you come back from the break we will be spoiling all of v3 i'm gonna say it again we're gonna be spoiling all of v3 after the break so if you have not caught up we love you so much thank you for tuning in and if you want you can give us a five-star review on apple podcasts and spotify that is a really great way to help the podcast and we also have a patreon the lowest tier is just two dollars a month and you get access to a bunch of cool bonus content including an episode where marin and i decided to match up american girl dolls with um tong and rumpa v3 characters (laughs) it's kind of iconic and pretty much the best thing we've ever created together so um anywho and we will be right back after the break Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Hey guys, it's time to spoil hey. me three. Um, it's a TV show. None of it is real. <laughs> Whoa. Um, I took, I, my first couple of notes are just like things that I noted, like as I was going that are like, in hindsight, it feels so much like the fact that this is a TV show is getting literally like rubbed in our faces. I know. I'm like, yeah. God, I'm, well, actually, I, I was going to say, God, am I stupid or something? You don't have to be <laughs> so Caroline, obvious no. about it. <laughs> you predicted it. 
oh my <laughs> god because of the because it's so it's so in your face sometimes i'm like it oh my is gosh. it is but i mean i don't know about you Mary, but i didn't see it i was clueless yeah, yeah. Like, in fact yeah. i think because caroline was saying it while we were playing i decided to stubbornly take the complete opposite right. point of view you know you know how that's I how do. Marin does um, that. <laughs> and so i was like no it's not <laughs> tell me what it is and i said nope um yeah Yeah. but i have like a bunch of i have like a handful of notes just like things i noticed like it's just like oh my god how did i not see this monoske talks about wanting to merchandise the exosols this one is a little less like i guess in your face but the monocubs in the trial talking about the fastest class trial on record um that was a funny moment the right before Kaede's execution there's like a a screen like with like lcd lights or whatever that lights up and it says live on it like this literally being broadcast live and monokuma describing the executions as the latest in despair entertainment Mm. yeah a lot of that yeah a lot of that going on (laughs) he also says uh the series has been running too long oh that one got me i was like oh well 53 seasons it's a lot yeah it's a long time so i want to i definitely want to talk about like the biggest thing in the room which is for this chapter which is the syntax of things matter so much it is like to the t like for um the motive it's everyone forced to participate will die in this if someone's not murdered and the gag is none of them know that they weren't forced to participate they they volunteered they wanted to do this and that is like crazy and then the other one i noticed was when it's kaede's punishment usually it says so and so was found guilty time for his or her punishment depending on what gender the character but this one said something like kaede akamatsu it was voted guilty time for the punishment you know what Mm -hmm. i mean so it's like it is so small but it's there and it's so like crazy and i i don't want to go too far into like comparing this and chapter six right now because i think there's just going to be so much more to like unpack there um (laughs) we all know you know kind of what's going on but like that's nuts anywho Oh, and the other thing I wanted to say is that I was going to say in the first part is I think Samugi neglected to realize how the power of Kaede as a martyr. Like, I think that she, her death really like, and she killed her because she was threatened by her. Well, it was interesting because Rentaro says that to Kaede. He says, they're going to come for you, Um, which was interesting because... I don't know. I didn't feel like anyone really reacted to that. Like Katie was like, he's weird. And then like left with Shuichi. But like, yeah, I guess I was curious. Was that something where they where Samugi was going for Kaede or was it happenstance that that happened? Like, how did Samugi know that that was going to happen? You know, like we know that Rantaro knew about the door because of right. his past experiences so he was not sent or tipped off by samugi that was what kaede had kind of figured was the mastermind had sent rantaro there um at that time so it's kind of like hmm. was samugi just lucky and got to like lucky i'll say in quotes and got to like kill off kaede or 
is there something that we don't see in this game right well i mean there are cameras everywhere microphones everywhere it's likely she knew of their plan and maybe had because again there are cameras everywhere had a suspicion that Kayate might try something maybe based on the book stacking maybe based on taking the shot football I, I don't know but I but also you know there's the these personalities of these people are fabricated and so there's also the argument of like she knows the personalities of these fabricated characters and so maybe she knew that Kaede's character would try to do something like that because of the way she is so nonstop for other people like she's selfless to to the point of sometimes being selfish and how selfless she wants to be in like taking matters into her own hands I agree with that I I think that that I mean considering the power that they have with their this whatever technology is in this universe to like take away selective memories and implant selective memories into these people's brains and like memories of entire lives they haven't actually lived I would believe it if it was like some kind of predetermined thing that like Sumugi maybe planted the idea not the specific idea maybe into Kaede's mind but definitely like a possibility for it to happen like I think that if this really is the case where they've all been like implanted with these fake personalities and fake memories they're probably a lot more predictable um to samugi than we might think Mm. i would be curious then how far that explanation would be able to go i'm not saying that that's incorrect but if she could predict this then why didn't she predict that she'd be a martyr figure why didn't she predict that you know this game would end you know like I don't know I it'd be because then we're talking about her potentially being omniscient if you can really predict people's personalities that far out or with these minute factors or in a trauma situation we talked in like games one and two about how different the personalities are in this traumatic scenario versus in a normal day-to-day life so have they like mastered the ability to kind of control it to that level like I don't know it's just like yeah yeah, it brings up a lot of questions yeah she's like she's like god if that's the case right right yeah that's a good point yeah or i mean or it was a coincidence or i I mean yeah it's it's just hard to say and i think i'll have more thoughts on it after i replay chapter six because we'll have yeah. more information i think um but i do i honestly think that kaede's murder was not i mean was intentional i think that Samugi maybe realized that she created a hope too powerful for the group and was like okay I have a feeling she might try to do this or or I want to frame her or something I don't know something just speaking on her potentially being kind of like an omniscient presence she well sorry monokuma says if i lied it would shake the game to its very foundation i wrote on that quote too yep me too and he lied oh, it's like shaken. he yeah. did and we know that it does get shaken yeah shook it's shook yeah um, it's been shook. so maybe she is some type of omniscient presence in this world we'll talk more about that yeah right. i am I feel forever vindicated by the fact that I was right about the blood on Rintaro's hand and on the camera. Yeah, no, Maddie, please share about this because this is so funny. This is I hilarious. Will, and I will, I, yeah, because uh, I mean, in our non-spoiler notes, I was like, 
trying to skirt around it being like I thought it was really annoying that the artists weren't that consistent this time that it looked like there was a ha- bloody handprint on the camera like or what, I didn't say it in that many words but like I, I did have a note about that that was like non-spoilery um but like I it actually what and like this is like circling back to I actually have so much respect for the Danganronpa artists because they did mm-hmm. deliberately make that tiny detail because maybe they thought a handful of people, maybe a lot of people playing wouldn't notice, maybe a handful of people will, and it'll make them think that something's not right here. And it'll keep nagging at them that something's not right here until the very end. And that's exactly what happened. And I'm like, ah, this game is so good. (laughs) Yeah. Basically, Maddie texted Caroline and I and said, like, the blood splatter doesn't match up. And Caroline and I had finished the gaslight. (laughs) <laughs> no 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 no. this was still like pro- like we were only like two oh or three my chapters god in, are you for real that's so funny i'm i remember this so distinctly caroline and i chose to like we didn't choose it just happened but we like gaslit maddie into being like it literally doesn't like they proved that she was guilty and then we got to the end and we're like are you kidding <laughs> right we like unintentionally gaslighted maddie because yeah. we thought we were right yeah, and then and then we kept the the like lie alive, the gaslighting. We're like, yeah, no, no, it doesn't mean anything. Right oh my gosh, yeah, that's so true. I know Maddie was really on that. She was like, it doesn't match, it doesn't work, and and now in hindsight, like Maddie is kind of a genius for yeah. you know thinking of that. But it's just like, man, yes, Maddie, justice queen. for Maddie, yeah, justice for Maddie. Was... <sighs> oh um i have a couple more notes i've got like five more fire away i'm done okay first off is going to lifting the manhole cover uh i felt like that was foreshadowing a very violent death um to be honest uh because i don't know if maybe it was supposed to be a red herring for this chapter but him being really strong like someone mentioned like wow he'd be able to do such and such with a strength like that and throwing a shot put ball far that i didn't feel like it matched up and so i almost wondered if it was more of like a premonition for whichever death looks the most violent could be a going to death later Hmm. you know i don't know that was kind of something on my mind i guess during that scene interesting oh i have thoughts on that um i do actually have two more notes which one is another foreshadowing for another character we get foreshadowing for correcchio's situation i'll call it which is like that part with like the radiant light shining down and i hadn't realized in the first playthrough of this game Mm -hmm. that that's he's talking to his sister when he does that yeah you know what i mean yeah and he's like oh like wouldn't you kill for the one you love like i certainly would or like or like would you do anything for the one you love yeah he's like i certainly would do that or like something like yeah I thought another foreshadowing thing could have been the escape game. Um, and I didn't obviously make it to the end of it. So I don't know how far this would go. I, I do want to start with that, that this could be absolutely nothing. But that escape game starts with like bombs dropping onto your heads. Well, actually, it starts with like trying to escape and then like like pushing the door in, um, which I was like going outside. And then it has bombs dropping onto your heads. And then the next challenge is like a water pit that you drown in and then cages drop from the sky like it felt very much like a chapter by chapter thing 
I don't know what happens mm-hmm. after the cages because that's where I failed. Oh. Um, but yeah, I just thought it was potentially a foreshadowing. Yeah, no, that's actually, I hadn't thought of that. It's neat. Um, um, oh, and the, can I just, I'll, I'll do my last note. Yeah, yeah. No, please. Which I realized when I was reading that poem, there's just so much about this game in there. Holy cow. It's like, it said, your soul is a chosen landscape on which masks and bergamasks cast enchantments as they go. Like literally like they're wearing a mask, they're wearing a costume because they're not themselves. Playing the lute and dancing and all, but sad beneath their fant- fantasy disguises. Like what drove these people to the point where they were like, me, I'll be in this terrible thing. Like, you know, I mean, and we'll talk yeah. again, talk about that more when we get there. I don't want to like, you know, like talk about all of that right now. But yeah, um, singing all the while in the minor mode of all conquering love and life so kind to them, they do not seem to believe their good fortune and their song mingles with the moonlight. Whew. Anywho, that. So good. That. Mm, yeah. Good stuff. Good. Uh, I mean, that's got to be on purpose or like somewhat. I mean, it's like, oh, my God, everything is so intentional. But honestly, yeah. us being like like the people with the yarn, the guy with the yarn and and um. <laughs> Kadok is probably like guys come on this game is five years old what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah yeah it's it's funny because um going back to the the Claire de Lune thing there's a a music track in this game that's titled uh I think it's titled moon on the water which is which is a cool little Hmm, reference there all right so the first motive I will say was a surprise for me the first blood perk um, and I, my first gut instinct was that I didn't believe that Monokuma, Monokuma would actually let someone get away with that. Like, I actually thought that that was going to be a lie. But then again, we know that Monokuma has the reputation of never actually lying, only to potentially, in a special circumstance in this game, bend that rule. But, and, and the, the, the same thing occurred to my, uh, the same question lingered in my mind in terms of the time limit motive on whether or not that was actually true or was it a bluff however i did wonder if this first blood perk motive thing and the time limit motive um do you think that they've used this in every season as like the first motive or do you think this was like a new thing hmm question before we answer that do we want to do an episode where we talk about how the games are similar in the chapters you know I would I mean? like to like do one that. Movie. Okay, me too. I just feel like that question is a great question, but it might be better for that type of episode, like comparing okay. the motives and comparing the victims and the killers and like that kind of thing for the chapter. Are you okay, okay. with that? I'm cool with that. I'll yeah. take it. I'll put a pin in it. Put a pin in that. Um, I'll highlight it real quick. But the first part of that was good for now the like first half of your question yeah just like um was it you know was it a bluff or not um and I also think that like I I part of me thought it was a bluff but then part of me was also well I at first I thought it was a bluff and then towards the end of the game when we find out everything that's going on I'm like okay well maybe it kind of wasn't because if it's if this is a show being produced specifically for entertainment then it kind of makes sense a little bit more because 
it might just be the thing they use every season to get the murders going because the if no murders happen the viewers are going to get bored so they need something there to like spark the conflict you know i feel like caroline might have touched on it earlier caroline i don't know if you were about to say that but when you mentioned a quote i wrote it down it was the why did you come here if you didn't want to participate or like the only people killed were the ones who weren't forced to participate sorry i want to make sure i'm not doing like a double negative there but like yeah so i don't think it was a bluff i think it was like the syntax that caroline was touching on like i don't think anyone would have died right um, because they had gotten to the end. none of them were forced to be there gotcha they all signed a so, contract probably so in that case it was sort of there there probably was actually no plan in place to be like okay all all right press the button everyone dies next cast you know what that kind of thing like that's the thing i was skeptical of is being like i just don't think that that would like be a thing i don't know (laughs) like (laughs) it would be like um it'd be a waste of a whole cast of characters you know coming from the the thing probably from samugi's point of view that probably be a huge waste but yeah that's a good point for sure and i don't even think that it would have ended the game if they had waited the time limit and then no one died they would have been like monokuma ha 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 we must have beat him somehow and he'd be like nope you just weren't forced to participate and can you imagine the dynamic shift like the denial the anger it would be like the stages of grief for these people and like i don't feel like that would be a fail failure to monokuma right not be what he wants but it would just add tension like oh yeah yeah, no, that's really true. And I I think that it's maybe it's worked before. You know, maybe they've tried this before. Kind of like, yeah, yeah. Kind of going back to talking about Samugi potentially being all-knowing, I found a note way at the bottom here that kind of touches on that. Against the idea that Mon- uh, that Samugi is all-knowing um, in this game setting, Monokuma tells Kokichi that he thinks he'll live for a long time in this game, and he tells Kaito that he won't live very long. And I think that that's really interesting. I don't know if it's just Monokuma joking, or I don't know. Like, they die in the same chapter, and so it's kind of like, maybe that points to the fact that she has no clue what she's talking about and she's just yeah. going off her gut or you know <laughs> <Right>. and Kokichi <laughs> dies before Kaito yeah. right so True. yeah I guess I, I you know Monokuma can't fully 100% predict the future then mm. so or or he was just messing with them I don't know yeah I'd be skeptical of of Sumugi being like completely completely omniscient but I do think she's a bit of a puppet master um all right so my next note <laughs> is back to the 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 bonus scene where Samugi paints Kaede's nails um it's hilarious in hindsight because <laughs> I remember when I was talking about being like Samugi paints Kaede's nails and Kaede's like oh this is so pretty and then Rentaro comes along and is like uh-uh no watch the real talent and paints Kaede's nails and Kaede's like wow that's even prettier and Samugi's <laughs> like fuming in the corner murder it's like it's it's literally like Sumugi, like because of that scene, Sumugi was like, I'm gonna kill Rantaro and frame Kaede for it because I hate <laughs> like because this literally happens like right after that scene. Yeah, yeah that's, that's true. So funny. Oh my gosh. Mm. My next note is we know at the end that Samugi opens this door from a different door, and I I won't go too much into that kind of like what caroline was saying you know we don't want to talk about chapter six right now but 
it's very strange to me that the cast would like only assumed that there was one way into this hidden door I and know. I, I know yeah like i get that maybe it's kind of like the assumption like i i'm not saying that I, it wouldn't be easy to just kind of think that that is the truth and then never question it again i totally get that but for none of them to wonder if there's another way in especially like we see that door automatically close right when like the murder happens and whatnot and it's like my first thought was who just went back into that room my thought wasn't like ah everyone's out of the door now like it just automatically closed see like yeah oh none of none of them wondered if there was another way I don't, yeah I, I literally also had that thought this time yeah. I mean again hindsight's 2020 but like I, I really am like yeah I, yeah my next note is a question what is the point of the research labs oh you're gonna say what is the point what is the what is honestly, the point what, what is the what's point? the point um <laughs> yeah not sure I I think it's like a little um maybe this is a new thing they're experimenting with this season you know hiring a decorating team clearly this is the most decked out like thing ever like everything is so over the top for this game so it could be that yeah mm-hmm. maybe it's just like a sponsorship deal like <laughs> they show the piano room and they're like get your new grand piano at Kohl's with your Kohl's cash <laughs> like oh my god Mary you sounded like an, a commercial they're like you your did. voice like I just assumed I guess it was just like to add credibility to the like oh you're the ultimate students and we want to hone your talents and so here are your research labs and just like adding to the the whole like facade of this being like a real thing with the ultimate talents but I don't know I don't know if there was like I don't know, maybe they just get more content for the show out of, like, people using the research labs. I don't know. <laughs> or it maybe gives them more, like, creative ways to think of murdering people. I don't know. But, like, very few of the rooms are used, I feel like, in murders, if I'm remembering right. correctly. Mm-hmm. I think it would have made more sense if that was their bedrooms. Yeah, than, no, like, that actually, dorm. I had that thought as well. I was like, yeah, because it would be more interesting if their rooms were themed, like, after their yeah. talent. I only have one more note, um, which is I think it is so cute in this chapter that when Kaito is forming his seven member group that is somehow better than everyone else, um, <laughs> he picks Maki because, quote, you look like you, you can fight, end quote. And so, like, it was just so cute to me that he saw through her. And I feel like that was the first time that she showed any warmth towards him. Yeah. Was, she was kind of like, he just said he knew. And, like, there's a difference to the way she said it versus before when I feel like she says a lot of things like he's being an idiot or things like that in the rest of this chapter. And I was kind of, I don't, not that everyone ships them together, but I know that's a pretty popular ship. And I feel like that was a kind of a nod to that. Yeah, definitely. My last note is about Monodom killing Monokid. <laughs> Why does he do that? Do we ever find out? why i don't remember with that i was like oh my god i I forgot that happened and then they were like ah he's trying to get revenge on monokid for the bullying and i was like ah (laughs) okay (laughs) (laughs) sounds good ever get an explanation i don't know i don't remember we might find out later 
I can't remember either. I mean, the bullying, I guess. I guess we'll stay tuned. Or it's like one of the yeah. um, the like low level employees helping working on helping work on this show who like is in like really terrible working conditions, and so they're like getting revenge. They're like trying to take it out on each other and cause chaos by like killing one of the other. They have like little remote controls, maybe, and it's like mm-hmm. yeah, I'm gonna kill that maybe one. Maybe it's like. <laughs> every season there's these little bears and it's like one of them's gonna go with each of the you know chapters or whatever like maybe people like sports betting on like which bears right (laughs) or like you know when you go to baseball games and they're like there's like four mascots that run and you have to guess who's like gonna win or whatever like something like that yeah and monica just All right, everybody, we're going to go ahead and do a bed, wed, behead. So for this chapter, we are going to be doing Kaede, the culprit, Rentaro, the victim, and Shuichi, our new protagonist. Yeah. I, I already know my answer. <laughs> this Maddie, is so easy for me. And I'm, also, I'm, I'm sorry, because I know you guys are, you know, I'm going to be head Kaede. I'm sorry. It's okay. I've been there. I've been there, Maddie. Um, out of the three of them, you know, it just, yeah. Um, because Rintaro and Shubichi, I have quite a fondness for both of them. I like both of them a lot. I love their aesthetics. Um, if they were real, they'd be like definitely like my type because they're both kind of like not super like masculine guys like Rintaro's very androgynous and like I just I I love the vibes that they both have and so I would probably bet Rintaro and wed Shuichi because like I said they're both like really my type but Shuichi I feel like I'd have more of an emotional bond with Hmm. yeah okay I would wed Shuichi because I said this in our in our best of big spifu episode but my current partner reminds me most of Shuichi meets Maki kind of vibes. So I would say I would wed Shuichi because I like Sarah. <laughs> um I would bed mm, I don't know. Um I would That's actually so interesting. I would bed Kaede, I think. Oh. Yeah. I like her better than I used to just personality wise. I think she's just a sweet gal. I think it would be a fun time. And then I would behead Rentaro. I would behead Kaede. I would wed Shuichi. And I would bed Rentaro. Wow, we hey. all wedded Shuichi. <laughs> I know, that is interesting. Hmm. All right, everyone, that wraps up chapter one of V3. Case one is done. Um, I hope you guys enjoyed listening. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a fun start to this game. And we hope you'll stick around. Uh, maybe replay the games while we're going through this enjoy it a second time or third or fourth or however many times you've played it um but with us the ultra hope girls um if you'd like to follow us we are everywhere we would love to see you on social media if you have any questions for us make sure you drop those on twitter you can leave us a voice message on anchor.fm and we will hear it and you'll have the chance to be featured in our season wrap-up which might seem far away uh, but those always seem to sneak up on us. Uh, make sure you become a. <laughs> that that felt like a self, like a like a point at like us. 
going to turn that finger right right around <laughs> us. Make sure you become a patron. Lowest tier is just $2 a month and you get access to so much cool content. Did you hear me reference Twilight earlier? We all watched that as a Patreon Discord server mm. earlier this year. So like, yeah, yeah. Tune in for that. That's a, a good time. Um, and that's all. We will see you next time. Um, we appreciate y'all being here. Bye. Bye.